0: This is Sirius FM on 105.7, broadcasting in the East Rand. The people, the time of the morning where you all join us uh, on a Quickfire Q&A. And Alhamdulillah, looking fresh, is looking good. And he's really someone uh, that uh, we really embrace and celebrate on our platforms of uh, Sirius FM. Mufti ibrahim Smith, Assalamu Alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And tell me how you're doing this fine, a beautiful jumma
1: morning, Mufti Saab. Wa alaikum as wa ta'ala, barakatuh wa in our listeners. mashallah, indeed it is a beautiful, uh, cold, wet, windy, a storming morning here from uh, Cape Town. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sending down His uh, blessings upon us in the form of much needed rain, inshaAllah.
0: Lovely, Mufti sahab. And Please make sure that those uh, rabbits don't get flooded, Mufti.
1: <laughs> please. <laughs> no, no, they are nocturnal animals, you know, so most probably I will see them uh, sometime later, Maghrib time, inshaAllah. Okay, alright. Also, they are on the move at night only. Yes, because there's a lot of animals, you know, he has owls and eagles and hawks and stuff that uh, likes to catch them as a prey. So uh, that's why I think they keep themselves uh, uh, hidden from uh, the eye of these predators. Hey,
0: Mufti Sahib, that owl won't leave it, eh? The owl will even come at the night I say, <laughs> hoot, hoot, who's there? And I Get there. In Allah's law. But look at all the questions coming through for you, Mufti Sahib. Uh, this one says, uh, Alaikum Mufti. What
1: is the virtue for one uh, passing away in Muharram, Mufti sahab? Yeah, gee, uh, You know, a beautiful question. Uh, so yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is attached uh, certain virtues for people passing away at a, a specific or certain time of the year. Uh, there's nothing mentioned in the Quran or in the blessed hadith of Rasulullah with regards to uh, someone passing away during uh, the month of Muharram. But it doesn't mean we should be despondent and lose hope, you know, that even if a person passes away during the month of Muharram, then we can still supplicate and make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevate the rank of such a person. There's no harm in, uh, in asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. But as far as outright virtues is concerned, Shufa, there's nothing mentioned in uh, our sources, g Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sahaba. Cape Town
0: had its annual uh, 10th Muharram March. Any Islamic basis for this? Yeah, Mufti, uh, you know, uh, uh, our uh, Professor Andre Duvenage say, we are marching to Pretoria. But hey, you in Cape Town, you had your Muharram March. Hey, Yala, uh, uh, you know what? Yala had Aldi March, man. He, uh, what about the other march
1: you have? Yeah, the Kun Carnivals. Yes, uh, we have so many marches. You know, I don't know what is the, the impact of all these things, but I know that uh, the 10th of Muharram is called an annual march in that. Happens specifically in a place called Burkap. So uh, this is where the Brigade, Habibia Brigade, will come out and people will march and uh, they'll sing some Qasaid uh, and Nasheed, etc. And uh, there's no basis for these things in Islam. You know, the 10th of Muharram was never a day of uh, celebration. In fact, when Rasulullah came to Medina, he saw the Jews observing fast and he inquired, why are you fasting? And he said, because this is the Allah granted victory to Musa over Fir'aun. And he said, definitely if next year come, then uh, we will also fast the ninth or the 10th. Now, things like that, you know, uh, that is what we are commanded to do, to fast on uh, the 10th of Muharram, uh, and, of course, uh, increase the sustenance of our families, those who were able to do so, but the marching and uh, intermingling of sexes and all of these things, absolutely no basis for these things uh, in Islam. It's not even customary uh, shifat, and in a few years' time from now, this will be certainly an innovation. It's already an innovation, but people will grow up thinking it is something that they have to perpetuate and continue, so we should refrain from these things. E. looking at this question, says, should I molest the father should have murdered a father of a bride be included in the nikah ceremony. He has excluded himself from any part in a, in a business uh, regarding his daughter or his son's uh, nikah, you know. So there is absolutely no need uh, for him uh, b- to be part of the ceremony or any other things, uh, what they can do, they can invite him to Islam. If he accepts, uh, then good for him. He does, if he does not accept and he rejects it, then they should exclude him from uh, the ceremony, from the nikah, from everything else. you know, Because he's renegated, he rejected Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after having brought Iman in Allah. He rejected Rasulullah, Sallallahu so there's no need to socialize with him. The only time you can uh, have any uh, contact with him is to re-invite him uh, back to Islam. G. Assalamu alaikum,
0: uh, Mufti Saab. Uh, what is the ruling of entering a raffle for the school knowing that I
1: won't win anything? <laughs> Mufti? Y- yes, it is better to give a donation towards the school. Once you pay something with the intention of winning something, then that will resemble gambling. So uh, in a refill, of course, you have to pay something up front, 50 ren, 20 ren, and uh, then a lucky draw will be held. You know, and, and if you are lucky and fortunate, you will win something. If not, you will lose uh, that money. So they resemble a uh, form of uh, gambling. We should refrain from anything that uh, leads towards gambling, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us. Those who want to do something for the school, let them donate out of the uh, goodness of uh, the heart, with the purest of intentions. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward them for that instead, art.
0: Yeah, Mufti Saab, I know when you were lighty, you used to like your lucky packet. <laughs> you used to go to the shop. Hey, you, hey, you'll take the biggest lucky, uh, lucky packet. But then you notice you got that over and over. So how's our lucky packet? Is lucky packet, Mufti You don't. I don't
1: even think you find it anymore because remember they used to have some sweets in and toys, etcetera. Yes. Cheap, cheap Chinese uh, toys, you know, uh, molded figurines, etc, But I think that also uh, has disappeared from the markets in the shelves. I don't think you find it anymore.
0: Yeah, I should like those pink sweets. I should buy it more because of, and they should put it like a very frugal amount of sweets, but you know, the, whatever came, out, the more American toys, you know, the guns and those things, you know, all made plasticated things, as the Mufti Saab said. I, I recall that. And I don't, I don't know talk about Chappie's bubble gum, that you ate so many Chappie's bubble gum, but what you really like about Chappie's was the question, did you know that yes. the moon was Yeah, all that? Yeah? We learned a lot from Chappie's bubble gum while chewing. Mufti, if I write your question, Mufti, this is how it's written, I love it, I love it, the way you reacted there, Mufti, if uh, during tawaf uh, my wudhu breaks, uh, should I restart my tawaf after the wudhu or, 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 or complete uh, remaining rounds, <laughs> Yeah, Hey you know what it means? Maybe, yeah. Yes.
1: There were firing on all cylinders there, Muftiqa. <laughs> yes, so sometimes it happens when a person uh, jogs or runs or walk briskly. Remember the first uh, few, few rounds of Tawaf, you have to walk briskly, you know, briskly. So when you do that, then sometimes you will uh, pass gas, and that is normal and natural for <laughs> for some people, you know. So, Shafad, uh, if that happens, if you've completed four rounds or so, you have to stop your Tawaf immediately. And then uh, you have to uh, renew your wudu. And then you have a choice. Either you come back and complete the remaining three rounds. If you have completed less than three rounds, uh, then it is best for you to start fresh, you know, start your Tawaf over. But either way, it will be permissible for you as long as you have uh, repeated your Hudu and you carry on from there. So three rounds in less, start your Tawaf over. If you have completed four rounds or more, then you can uh, resume from the G.
0: Yeah, I remember which round you, uh, you bombed out people. And then you have to, and Mufti said you have to continue from that round. Hey, Jazakallah khair Mufti saab. Hey, I like the answers you give here. Assalamu alaikum. Is, uh, zakah on Kruger coins based on market or selling price? <laughs> hey, the guys are buying one-way Kruger rand, Mufti saab. I don't know yes. how many you bought.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. We can't do no, 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 these things. <laughs> no, no, one, one for me, please. One for me, then, Mufti. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll take the one from the lucky packet and I'll keep it uh, for you. But uh, <laughs> Kruger, <laughs> has Kruger, a Kruger coins. Yes, Kruger coins is, a, is is an investment. I've attended certain uh, uh, wedding ceremonies and I saw that the mahar was actually a Kruger, and you know, so that is some sort of investment because it is gold, one of the scarce metals in the world. So if you have to pay the on that, and when you have to pay the on that. Then it will be according to the market uh, related value. So you will estimate and you will find out also what is uh, not estimate. You have to find out, make sure what is the market uh, value of that particular coin and how, how many ounces uh, your Kruger count, uh, coin uh, consists of gold, you know. And then from there, you will calculate uh, your Zakat. You won't uh, pay Zakat on the selling price because the price differs and varies from place to place depending where you buy it from. So the markup might be a little bit more someplace than it is in other places. Sorry. Remember, you have to uh, pay zakat on the market value of the G.
0: Yeah, uh, keeping on the same point, uh, Mufti Saab, is there any zakat on uh, gold-plated jewelry?
1: (laughs) Check here, it's gold-plated blue. (laughs) Yes, any plated jewelry won't be considered as gold because uh, there is not actual gold on there. Zakat will be on gold, zakat will be on silver, but if it is uh, plated, then there is no uh, zakat on that because it is imitation uh, jewelry. Something that uh, has, uh, you know, of course, uh, been uh, plated, and uh, sometimes you find people putting gold teeth in also. So that is for personal use. So uh, there also, uh, people uh, need to be careful, you know. And in that case, uh, if you use uh, gold for your for your fillings or gold for uh, your dentures, uh, then make sure also it is a uh, pure gold and not the imitation type G. Ah, mufti knows that gold teeth. Hey, check my teeth, bro.
0: Gold. Hey, but how come you saw gold? Yeah, I didn't brush it for five years now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mufti Saab. Yeah, yeah, getting on serious issues, people. 16 innocent, 16 innocent children killed in Gaza.
1: <laughs> Mufti Saab, comments. Shafat, you know, very, very tragic. Uh, we saw the faces of those innocent children. But I said it about two weeks ago. I said uh, the aim of uh, these Zionists is to maim and kill the youngsters, the children, the innocent kids, because those kids uh, pose a threat for future uh, stability for uh, these Zionists. So if you take out the youngsters... There's no youth, there's no one to take them uh, on in the future. So yes, 16 and 45 people in total uh, that were killed, and almost 300 people that got injured. So this is unacceptable. The world cannot accept this. The world cannot be silent on issues uh, regarding what has happened in Gaza in the last uh, couple of days. You know, people need to speak out, the media needs to uh, to speak out about apartheid Israel and their policies, and how they are bombing innocent people under the pretense of uh, securing their own and fortifying their own borders they still haven't explained why that the pij uh was a threat immediate threat for them you know so yes this is all part of the signs of piyama people we should raise our hands and I beg allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know that to protect our muslim brothers and sisters who are spread across the globe g
0: Mufti can we use a paper shredder to shred old islamic literature
1: you can use a paper shredder, but uh, not for uh, pages of the Quran. So uh, that, uh, you know, we have to bury it or we have to burn it. But uh, old uh, literature that are torn and uh, that is of no use anymore or that you cannot use as a reading material and you uh, don't want to get it uh, or dispose of it in such a way that the wrong people will get hold of it, then you can use a paper shredder and dispose of it.
0: Yeah, what, Yusuf? <coughs> yeah, Yusuf reckon when he has a lighty, Mufti. He used to love the ninja turtles, and he used to like Shredder. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> Donatello and Monotello. I remember them, with this up. Because you know, watch my kids, you know, they used to like these turtles. Hey, I got to know all of them. Donatello, Monotello, and Conotello.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Shafad, they even used to make uh, chips, you know, and crisps, and everything. Uh, so everything is in season. And uh, the death has also died in a uh, past or now. So now the has been replaced with even more uh, monsters and worse uh, characters. You know, some so scary. I don't know how these children get uh, addicted uh, to the new, new millennium of, uh, cartoons and things that uh, is out there with all these hidden messages. As opposed to what to, uh, people were used to during the late 90s or early 2000s. Yeah, Mufti Sahib, you're talking about Dragon Ball Z. hey. <laughs> Stuck
0: with You love seeing people. Yeah. Be careful. Watch all these things
1: to see what your kids are watching.
0: And as Mufti said, the hidden agenda is making them, uh, yeah, making them be all
1: snatching away the iman and imprinting yeah. a secret messages. Oh, definitely, uh, heads, you know, encoding them. That's the what yeah. you're
0: looking for. They're being encoded, uh, Mufti Saab. Now, what's the ruling regarding uh, return uh, policies of items? Yeah, return. I will return it within three
1: days. If you don't return it within three days, we will not accept it. Mufti? Yes, and uh, the package uh, needs to be, uh, it needs to be the same package, etc. So these are all market related and uh, customary uh, laws that is accepted amongst uh, the business uh, community and amongst uh, consumers as well so it is fairly standard practice it is permissible uh, some uh, places will give you 7 days some places will give you 21 days you know uh, as long as you are made aware of the return policy and you've agreed uh, to that uh, at the time of your purchase and uh, then it will be permissible there is no harm in that
0: mufti sahab uh, looking your uh, your questions are raining here, mufti it's raining questions i uh, yeah, i will do we will we will we'll try and push everything there you so we will try and push everything and it says uh, is it permissible to read salah in short sleeves and kurtas hey, hey that gra- uh, brother says no i want to wear it uh, uh, yeah i want to uh, have my bermudas and read my salah mufti mufti <laughs>
1: yes it is uh, you know short uh, sleeve kurtas if it is uh, rolled up above uh, the elbows, uh, then it will be dislike, Although permissible, it will uh, be dislike and reprehensible. So it is best uh, to read uh, your Salah in uh, something that is long-sleeved, you know. That's why we say although it is makru, uh, it is uh, still permissible. But uh, we have to abstain sometimes from those things which are makru as well. Uh, so best is uh, to dress yourself appropriately, because remember, Shavad, who we're standing in front of, we're not uh, in a secular court, we're not in classroom, we're standing in front of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and uh, we are worshipping and conversing with Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during our Salah. So uh, best we look and dress our best clothes also when we do these uh, actions of Islam, Ji.
0: Absolutely, Muftizabi. Is it permissible to read Salah? Okay, now we uh, yeah, bring it down, Yusuf. Right, right, there, there, there. Uh,
1: Mufti, what or uh, who are Alawis? Hey, the Alawis come. Yes, Alawis normally refer to, see, Sayyidina Ali, radiallahu anh, had uh, multiple wives, uh, shifat, So uh, the children born from uh, Sayyidina Fatima, al-Zahra, radiallahu anha those are called Sayyids. The offspring from there, Hassan Hussein radiallahu anh, they are called uh, Sayyids. And then his uh, children from his other wives, like Muhammad bin al-Khanafiyya, uh, Rasulullah and all those they are called Alawis. So the children born from Sayyidina Ali, Rasulullah, uh, through his other wives, they are normally called Alawis. So uh, when uh, uh, this particular name comes up, then it refers uh, to them in uh, in particular. Okay, yeah, Mufti Sahib, I know uh, where you get
0: there. Yeah, uh, lots have been uh, spoken about that. Does the mother automatically gets the house when the husband passes away, Mufti? No, it
1: belongs and forms part of his estate. See, that is the problem when a a person buys a house he needs to specify, is it his property or did he gift it to the mother or what will happen to that? So uh, you have to uh, understand that and make it clear Because at the time of demise, they will be fighting for that particular uh, property. And sometimes the wives, which are the mothers in this case, they will assume and take uh, automatic uh, possession of such a property. And it will uh, uh, create uh, chaos at the time of distribution of the estate. So it still forms part of the uh, estate of the deceased father. And it will be distributed accordingly unless the heirs, uh, they come together and uh, they mutually agree that the house uh, can uh, go into the possession of the mother G.
0: Uh, Mufti sahab, uh, what uh, what is the story on uh, reading Bismillah in Salah? I've noticed uh, some sheikhs uh, read it and some don't.
1: There's two narrations. One is uh, to read it softly and one is to read it audibly. So you'll see the Shafi people normally and uh, the Maliki people in loud Salah, in audible Salah, they will read it out loudly. And uh, the Hanafi uh, followers, uh, they will read it softly. It is because of uh, various narrations in hadith attributed back to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sometimes he used to, used to read it uh, out uh, audibly so the Sahaba could hear. And uh, those scholars who took that hadith, they uh, took it as their foundation, as the basis of their ruling. And other scholars like the Hanafis, uh, they take the hadith where Rasulullah read it out softly. So both is correct depending on which uh, madhab in view you follow, Shivaji. Can a non-Muslim female uh, be a milk mother? There's no prohibition uh, for that in Islam. Uh, Milk is uh, something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, gifted uh, the females with. So if you have a non-Muslim milk mother because... uh, uh, perhaps uh, that you cannot breastfeed your own child, then it is permissible for you to do so. However, I personally encourage the people to get the righteous, solid people uh, to feed uh, the infants and uh, their babies. Remember the nutrition uh, that goes from that milk mother into that child, you know, and also the character and the good and the thicker and all of these things form part of uh, the good things that will be uh, imbibed in their child at the end of the day. So be careful. Uh, who you allow your children to feed, but it's permissible also to use a non-Muslim female G. Uh, Mufti Saab, is there anything wrong with not legally registering your Nikah? There's absolutely uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, it is only for recognition purposes. And uh, sometimes it will be to the detriment of uh, those people also uh, at the time of divorce when they have to run to secular courts and there'll be 50 percent, 50 percent claim and all these other issues that might arise from there. Throughout the centuries uh, of Islam, you know, that was not done. Recording a nikah is something uh, that you recorded for statistics purposes and uh, registering it with a government because you want to fall under the purview of a secular law. That is something completely different. So we should uh, differentiate between the two issues, uh, Shafat, so that we do not fall uh, uh, prey to these type of things, you know, and later on uh, regret it. Yeah, we're not talking about AHC, PAC
0: and... Uh, <laughs> All the other seas, yeah. C L C, remember DLC and C of Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you get characters with Sam. and yes. you know the, the, the sad situation is that uh, when Israelis, uh, you know, bom- bombing uh, Palestine and uh, going for those innocent targets, and we keep on saying this over and over and over again. It shows how impotent we are. You know, we call ourselves a Umma, Mutissa, but I don't think there's an Umma. What's your What's your views?
1: You know, Shafat. Last year I went to to Egypt. Egypt is so scared of Israel. Even now, with the bombings, Egypt and when the bombing started initially, when uh, they uh, fought against uh, the people of Gaza, the first thing Egypt did was to close their borders. The non-Muslim countries are opening their borders for refugees. Our so-called Muslim country, Egypt, has closed the borders for uh, refugees coming from Palestine. Can you be so coward? They're very, very coward, uh, these uh, Egyptian people. You know, I've met them, i met the ambassador, I've met so many of them. And I can't understand why it is because Egypt gave them a beating, uh, or Israel gave them a beating uh, several times. You know, So they're all are sellouts. Uh, we should be careful of them, you know, they're all portraying Islam, but uh, their uh, connection and link with Islam is something completely debatable in the fringe. You know, Mufti Saab, the 1967 war, Egypt
0: actually walked over, was walking over Israel, and then, you know, America saw what was happening. If Americans didn't come in there, they would have walked it, they would have walked
1: it, there would have been no Israel,
0: Mufti Saab, your thoughts?
1: Correct. Yes, I remember them and Jordan, Saudi also participated in in uh, that. Oh, you know, that time there was the Arab Alliance, and then America not only assisted Israel, but America actually separated between the unity of these uh, Arabian uh, countries that were standing together to fight uh, a common threat called Israel and by separating them and keeping them in power, they have subdued these so-called Muslim countries, and uh well, they made them into enemies of one another. That's why they don't see, these Arabs don't see eye to eye. Uh, today it's because of American policies. Keep uh, your enemies are divided, you know, and you will be able to rule them. That is what played out here after the 1967
0: war. Yeah, and then the Kissinger, the I don't know what to call him. You know, we were the, he was, you know, ignorant at that time. Henry Kissinger shuttled diplomacy. He was shuttling evil people. And then he brought in the petrodollars and he sunk those uh, Arabs into a dollar syndrome. And, you know, America became a superpower and is a superpower, so-called superpower, because of that
1: petrodollars. Otherwise, there were nothing with this. Yes, uh, that's what Iraq, uh, Saddam. Uh, fought against it, you know, he wanted to oust the dollar and bring in uh, dinar and other currencies. And it is because of that that they overthrew his government and took him out. Because the moment uh, the petrodollar goes home to roost, you will see how poor America really is, and they're not all that uh, super powerful as people think that they are. So it is because of our so-called Muslim leaders in countries that are supporting and circulating uh, their dollar. That's why uh, they have uh, the upper hand over uh, our Muslim uh, G.
0: Uh, Mufti Sahib, already a great morning in your company, your pious and sagacious company. And alhamdulillah, as you said, the weather is not so uh, good. But you know what? Scarp, crawl, that ulum will be f- overflowing. How's the parking? Did you, uh, you know, tar the roads now? Or is it still, uh, you know, corrugated road, uh, Mufti uh, But
1: The road leading into the madrasa is still uh, corrugated. You know, the rest of the roads uh, are tarred. There's lights in, etc. So uh, this is the blessings of madrasa that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring everything else in existence. So we're still waiting on the municipality uh, to sort out the rest of the roads, you know. But uh, uh, Juma'a time, it is very, very full year shafat Parking toll uh, passed by, by residents as well. Yeah, Mufti, one more question. Under
0: the radar it came, under the radar it says, assalamu alaikum Mufti. When uh, should uh, you have uh, spent on the family for Ashura uh, if they were fasting on
1: the 10th the night before? or at Iftar on the 11th, Mufti? Yes, remember the night precedes the day uh, in uh, in the Islamic uh, calendar, you know. So it would start immediately after Maghrib. Uh, that was on Monday because the 10th was on a Tuesday. So after Maghrib, your spending could have started. But if they were fasting and you bought it already and you made them owners of that after Maghrib, then you will still get the reward of someone who has spent on the 10th of uh, Muharram because uh, they were fasting uh, for those people who bought edibles and food, etc. But if you've given a gift and uh, you bought it before that and made them owners after that also, you will also still be getting that reward, inshallah. Yeah. Yes, brother yeah the brother said i gave my family a
0: triple decker <laughs> very good <laughs> triple decker <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's getting big and bigger from triple decker and they'll go to a double and i don't know the people just going decker and decker and i'm getting duck of wing to decker <laughs> well, yes, he- we should cut down <laughs> I tell you, you absolutely, mashallah, your parting words, uh, this uh, is uh,
1: Allah, Allah, protect us. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, open up all the doors of His uh, protection in a risk and sustenance uh, upon us and bless our ummah and unite us, inshallah. JazakAllah khair assalamu alaikum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Wa alaikum <laughs> salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And to all of you, that sent in questions, a big JazakAllah khair uh, to all of you. And, uh, Yusuf, hey, hey, I tell you, you still got your touch. You still the best tech, top tech and jazakallah khair for brilliant engineering. I can tell you listeners, keep it locked on to Sirius FM for beautiful broadcasting, a lovely nasheed interspersed, and I don't forget the spiritual hour where the 40 duroods will be played out, surahs on the noble Quran, and also not forgetting Ufti A.K. Hussein will be giving his uh, Jummah Qutbah, a translation of the Jummah Qutbah from the Holy Land. Holy people, holy indeed. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you,